Welcome to Living a Better Life podcast with your host, Madeline Golick. This is a weekly podcast exploring a variety of topics on how you can live a better life, not just physically, but in all aspects of what it means to be human living in a modern world. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not replace professional or medical advice. This podcast is sponsored by Ecophysiotherapy, where their mission is to educate, empower, and rehabilitate you back to health. Without further ado, please enjoy the show. Just a quick thing before we begin today's podcast. Are unpleasant symptoms of digestion getting you down? Bloating, abdominal pain, constipation, indigestion, IBS, bowel dysfunction, SIBO, colitis? Well, We are now accepting new applications for our group physiotherapy program. To learn more, go to ecophysio.com forward slash group and submit an application and we will get in contact with you once we receive it to see if it's a good fit for our program. Thank you everybody for joining us for today's episode. We're going to be talking about picking the right supplements. My guest today is Dr. Moira Kwok. Welcome to the show. Hi there. So I think this is an important topic because, you know, although supplements are not really within my wheelhouse, but I'll ask clients about medications they're taking and they'll list out sometimes these long lists of supplements. And I'll be like, has anybody talked with you about them? They'll just like, no, no, I just take whatever. So I think it's really important that we have this conversation because there's probably a lot of people taking supplements that may not have access to, or even be aware of what they should even be looking for. Mm -hmm. So let's start off first with, tell us a little bit about you, and then we'll dive into the world of supplements. Sure. So my name is Dr. Moyer Kwok. I'm a naturopathic doctor. I'm in, I'm in practice in Toronto and Burlington. Um, I have spent the last 15 years working with women, um, particularly in the fertility world, pregnancy, hormones, all that sort of stuff. Um, And I have probably been looking into supplements since I want to say about 20 years now, um, just because I did my undergrad in Guelph and they have a huge nutrition program. So from there, that's when it all kind of started, where I started doing some digging more into supplements. Um, But yeah, I feel like it's part of my mission because every single new patient that I speak to, I always, exactly what you said, you talk to them about, you know, what supplements you're taking. And most of them are taking a list. Most of them barely know the exact reasons behind why they're taking certain ones, at least like three quarters of the list. They're like, I don't know. I just do. Cause I heard it was good. Um, and then pretty much 99% of my patients have no idea how to actually be able to pick and choose which ones are good and which ones aren't. So I go through this with every new patient that I speak to. So let's let, I'm, I'm really curious about When you, like in your experience, you know, what are some of the most common ways people actually pick their supplements? Like when you're talking (laughs) to them and asking them these questions, you know, what are they saying? Like what, you know, what kind of rationales or, or uh, perspectives are most people having when they're picking supplements? Um, it'll, it, 
sort of depends depending on the type of patient. So I'm going to talk generalizations first. In in my general practice, um, patients will come in with a list of five, six, 10 supplements. And when I ask them, you know, why why are you taking this? They're like, oh, I read an article. I saw a blog. I saw like a a TikTok video or an Instagram reel. Um, That's pretty common now as opposed to specifically reading articles about it in a magazine, which is a kind of dates me, but anyways, magazines, um, other people will come in and say, Oh, my mom or my best friend or whatever told me that this is a really good idea. They've been taking it or their, I don't know, coworker has been taking it for X, Y, Z. So you should take it. Um, and then I have a very, very small minority of patients where their doctor, um, will say, Oh yeah, you know, you should take the supplement, but then has no idea like why other than my doctor told me to take it, which again is like the far, very far and few between, but those tend to be the biggest reasons people come in in general versus my pregnant and fertility world patients. Um, they are much more, I guess, um, well-researched, I guess. Uh, they, they've looked into whatever reason it is that they haven't been able to get pregnant. So they will just take anything and everything that might be helpful for their fertility or their egg quality, or if they have PCOS or whatever it is, um, they will just take every single supplement without really um, figuring out if they actually need all of them, let alone any of them. So okay. it's a little bit different depending on the patient population. Yeah. That makes sense though, to just highlight, like certainly you see different, you know, Instagram advertisements (laughs) and certain, you know, things about, you know, these miracle supplements and, um, that may or may not in fact be of high quality or, Mm -hmm. you know, serving the purpose, um, and everybody's body is different too, mm-hmm. you know, and then never mind like how much you should be taking. Yeah. I was going to say then the dosage. Yeah, exactly. Um, so can you tell us your kind of system? So like when you're talking with your clients, you know, how should we at least be considering with respect to picking the right supplements? Okay. So it's a whole process. So I always tell my patients, first off, don't be intimidated. I don't need you to go and do all of these things. That's sort of why naturopaths are here to help. Um, But the gist of it is you want to make sure that it's well-researched. You want to make sure that the ingredients are actually the best forms, as in, um, are they actually absorbable or not? You want to make sure that the company that you're choosing um, isn't just because whoever told you or suggested it. You want to make sure that that company provides a supplement that actually has the higher quality ingredients. And then you want to choose a company that will give you a guarantee. And then at the end of the day, after all of that has kind of been vetted, that's when you can then calculate, okay, how much is this bottle? How much is this? Like all these different bottles, how much are they? And then you can choose the most cost-effective product for you at the end of the day. Because then you know after those first four steps have been 
vetted through um, that now you're uh, comparing apples to apples or oranges to oranges. Okay. And, and I know we're going to kind of dive a little deeper into <laughs> these things. So maybe we can start off with, because you sort of said um, absorbable and type. So maybe you can take us through this idea of like, there's different types of the same supplement, like you and I had a, we were chatting kind of like B12, right? Like something common that people take probiotics, like, mm-hmm. um, or even like folate, right? I think they, can you kind of chat with us about like what you mean by different mm-hmm. forms and absorbable? Yeah, for sure. So vitamin B12 is a pretty common supplement that a lot of patients will take. The reasons behind why patients come in um, and should be taking a B12 is, and again, generalizations. So if you are vegetarian, if you're vegan, if you're plant-based, or if you did some blood work, um, whether it's through your naturopath or your family doctor, and you can see that you should be taking B12 because your B12 levels are low. Um, most people just go to the store, they, they go to the B12 aisle and they're like, all right, here we go. This is the B12. This is, you know, the $10 bottle. I'm going I'm to pick up that and not pay $20 for a bottle. Um, but some of the... <laughs> The, the part that you want to look into when it comes to the different types is there's actually three types of B12. So the official name for B12 is cobalamin, the scientific name. So there's cyano, hydroxy, and methylcobalamin. So there's actually three types of B12. So I tell my patients, when you're looking for a B12 supplement, your first step is do a Google search and just plunk in vitamin B12, most absorbable or bioavailable form. And you're going to find out that one of them is much more absorbable than the others. So the methylcobalamin is actually significantly more absorbable, which means because B12 is a water soluble supplement, um, the ones that aren't as absorbable just get peed out. So I tell them, it's like, you have expensive pee, right? Cause then you've just taken the supplement and you thought you were doing really good things. Um, but you've peed out the majority of it. So what's the point, right? That $10 supplement is no longer a good value for $10. Um, so that's the thing with all, most vitamins, with most minerals, there's going to be a whole bunch of different options out there of different types. What you do is instead of just looking at the front of the bottle, which says vitamin B12, you flip it over to the back of the bottle, exactly what you would do with anything from a food standpoint that's boxed or bagged. You want to flip it over, take a look at the label and see what it says in that little like ingredient box, I guess. I don't know what else to call it, but it's in like a little box and it'll tell you, you know, there's a thousand micrograms or one milligram of methyl B12 or cyano B12 or whatever B12 there is. Um, So that's where you're going to see the type of B12 for the majority of supplements. Um, You kind of brought up probiotics and folate. So folate's the same idea. You want to make sure that it's an absorbable form. the probiotics is a bit of a different thing where <laughs> um, the probiotics, it depends on what's actually in it. So some probiotics um, that are probably the most common, it'll just be um, lactobacillus acidophilus or lactobacillus bifidus. Those are probably the two most common types of probiotics out there. They often have one or both of those ingredients and that's it. Um, the, when I recommend a probiotic for a patient, if it's necessary for them, um, I tell patients, you know, you want to take a look at the back of the bottle. You want to make sure that there's a good variety 
of probiotics, if we're talking like a general probiotic, as opposed to you just got food poisoning or you just like had a round of antibiotics, whatever it is, those are a little bit different. Those are heavier dosed. Um, and those have specific types of strains that are better. But in general, if you just had some digestive issues and you wanted to take probiotic, you want to make sure that it has at least eight to 12 different strains in your probiotic supplement. And then usually the best products out there will have, you know, somewhere between 10 to 20 billion um, in the numbers. So you, there's a couple of things to look at when Fair it comes enough. to probiotics. Okay. Now you sort of mess, you, you sort of mentioned methyl, like for the B12 and same thing for folate. Oh, you can't hear me. Let me pause. Okay, technical issue resolved. Uh, we can hear each other now. My question was, uh, you mentioned like methyl for the B12 and, and same thing with folate. Does that generally across the board, is that generally a better supplement or something like a type to look at for other types of supplement or is it just oh. more specific to B12 and folate? Yeah, it's more specific to B12 and folate. Sorry, that gets really confusing. Um, like with uh, the B5, B6, it's a, it's a, it doesn't have the word methyl in it, the most absorbable forms when it comes to calcium, magnesium, zinc, selenium. Well, selenium does, but um, the other ones, they don't have the word methyl in it. Okay. So, yeah. so is there something you're looking for specifically on like those, like other types, like I'm thinking like magnesium or, um, you know, vitamin C and, and other, um, kind of common supplements, like do those have like most absorbable types as well? Yeah. So the easiest thing for patients to do or people to do is to plunk in magnesium or, vitamin B12 or vitamin B5 or folate or whatever it is that you're looking at taking and just putting it into a Google search and putting that whatever product like B12 and most absorbable or most bioavailable form. And then it'll give you the answer essentially of what it is. Cause everyone is slightly different. Um, there could be generalizations, but then you're just scrambling to write it all down and memorize it. So it's Google is here and it makes our lives easier sometimes. So I would, that's what I always just tell my patients to do is just do a Google search of whatever it is um, in bioavailable form or most absorbable form. And it'll give you the answer within the first couple of clicks, I guess. Yeah. First, first, <laughs> first couple of things that you yeah. have at the, at the top. Okay. Um, that's great. And, and I'm glad that we sort of clarified that. Otherwise people are going to be like, I need to find the methyl form of everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that is not, that is not no. the case. No. Um, okay. So we talked about different uh, types and what distinguishes like a more evidence-based or research based company uh, versus like, how do you decide? Because, you know, if I walk into a pharmacy section of mm -hmm. supplements, I mean, somebody could be lost there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in terms of all the different companies and brands and all of these things, like, and you mentioned like well-researched, like how would somebody know 
you know, what sort of, which companies are more research based. I'm not even sure how I'm phrasing this, but (laughs) you know, how do you tell a good company from like, not so great when it comes to like supplements? So the first step is some of it is just backend work where you want to make sure that they're creating products that are actually helpful for, I don't know, let's say PCOS. Are they just putting out a product out there just because they have a lot of people asking for PCOS and they just dumped a whole bunch of thing into that, a bunch of ingredients into a product and just push it out to market? Or have they actually looked into each ingredient and every single one of those ingredients are backed by the research out there? That's one way of looking at it. Um, another way of looking at it is their, whatever product it is. So again, for PCOS, um, is the ingredients in there actually the most absorbable forms? Because I'm expecting a company to know what that is and to put it all into a bottle for me and not for me to have to choose, not me as a naturopath, but me as a general consumer to have to choose. And then the third thing I suggest to my patients, and I look into this for all of my um, my patients is you want to make sure that that company gives you a guarantee that their products are high quality. What does and, that look like? Like, cause anybody could just be like guarantee, Yeah, you yeah. know, I'll just put it on the bottle, but like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. So the specific thing you want to ask companies for it, it's called a certificate of analysis or a COA. So what that means is, um, you, you found your product, you, you have like you know exactly what you need. You know you need B12. You found the companies that offer methylcobalamin. And so you make a list of them. You just Google, again, Google. You just Google each of these companies and you find their contact information, whether that's an email or contact form on their website. And you just simply send them an email and you go, hi, I'm looking at purchasing your B12 product. Can you please send me a certificate of analysis for this? What this means is they have had a third party come in and test their products for a whole bunch of things and they give them a report and that report this com- the, the supplement company can then just share with you so on this report is a like i said it's a bunch of things they look into like the color of it they look at like the cool there's a few cool things in it um, that I like to geek out on so there's a portion of it that'll tell you like how long does it take to disintegrate because that's kind of important right? How long does that capsule sit inside your gut, your digestive system before it dissolves? And once it dissolves, that's when your body can actually absorb it. So I, I, I like to look at that. You don't have to, the two sections I tell my patients to look at is number one, it's a clean product as in there's no heavy metals in it. There's no weird bacteria in it. There's no pesticides in it. Um, that's usually the things that they report on for the COA. Um, And then the other section that I tell patients to look at is when it's a, back to the B12 example, if they say that there's a thousand micrograms of methyl B12 in their capsule, there's a portion of it that will, of the COA that will show you, yep, there's methyl B12 in it. And there's actually a thousand micrograms in it. So it guarantees like what's on their label is actually in their product. Cause that's, if you don't have that guarantee, you don't necessarily know that's the case. Can a company 
put on their bottle that they are third party tested and not be third party tested? Because you said the COA is like third party testing. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that's a really good question. I haven't come across that because I haven't actually come across a lot of companies that will have their claim, let's call it, that they're third-party tested or that they have a COA directly on their bottle. I will say though, like things have been changing over, like since I started practice to now, it's, it's been a while. So when I first started practice and I was asking all the companies for these things, there were not very many companies that actually released this information. Um, And then over the years, more and more companies have been releasing it. Um, And actually in the last three, four years, maybe, I've actually come across a few companies that on their website, there's there's like a link that says, um, I don't, I don't know if they label it certificate of analysis, but whatever it is, however they word it, you can actually click on it and the COA is right there. Um, so that's really nice. The other really cool thing that I've been noticing with um, the good replies is there are more and more companies now when I reach out to them asking for a COA for whatever product it is that I'm looking for. Um, they used to just give it, um, but now they say, oh yeah, um, which lot number, which expiry date, like what's the lot number and expiry date on the bottle that you're looking for so that they can actually give me the COA on that specific product that I'm either holding in my hand or looking at at the store, which is kind of neat. So I I like to have those for patients. So just to clarify more in like layman's term, when you say like lot and expiry date, um, what you're saying is that the companies now are not just like running this test once, you know, a year to be like, yeah, yeah, we're all good. And then like, they just make all their lots every time they put a supplement into production, they are testing that lot. So let's say if, if they're pumping out vitamins five times a year, they have five separate certificates to show that like we're testing each and every single batch to make sure that the quality we are claiming to give is there for each and every single batch versus, Hey, we're going to put this new supplement into the market. We're going to run one of these and then like, we're good to go. And we'll just like produce this product for the next five years and not run it again. Exactly. So when you ask for a COA, one of the things that I suggest that you include in that initial email or form submission or whatever it is, um, is ask them for a COA. And then in that same email, ask them, how often do you run your COAs? Do you run it randomly throughout the year or do you run it off every batch that comes off the line? Because the best companies out there who run COAs are running it off every batch. That's how they can ask you, which one are you looking for? And they can then give you um, the COA that's specific for your product that you're, you know, that you're holding right then, as opposed to exactly what you were saying. They ran it because they're producing a new, I'm not saying that these, this is what companies do, but they could um, just run a COA from five years ago on a new product that they just launched. And then over the years, the quality of it could have slid. Right. Um, But we don't know that unless we have a COA. Right. Unless we, of course, ask for those 
for those yeah. details. Okay. Yeah. One of the things I always tell my patients is, um, if I was to create a supplement company tomorrow, it would be one of the first things I would do on every, like whatever product X, Y, Z, I'd be like, here's the COA, you know, I feel like I'm not very good at marketing. So I guess maybe that's not really a marketing approach, but to me, I would feel like that's a really good idea for all companies to have that. Right. It's also good. It's a good reflection on them because then if your products are high quality, you know, you have the best absorbable forms, you have the best dosing, you have, it's like relatively cost-effective, then the, the consumers will be really happy because then they're getting results as opposed to, I don't know, I'm taking the supplement. I'm not sure if it's actually doing anything. I have no idea. Um, I feel like it would just be good for everybody if this was just made the standard, which unfortunately it isn't. Right. Because I, I think the supplement industry isn't regulated it's not well regulated okay it is sort of but it's not well regulated so basically you know you can't necessarily go with like oh i've seen this name of a brand before on like other things they must be good that does not necessarily mean that the supplement that they have mm-hmm. just because maybe it's a well-known household brand does not necessarily mean that the supplement is actually good. Yeah. I, I always apologize to my patients for going on a sidebar rant every time I meet them. Essentially it's always with new patients um, because we always talk about supplements and part of my sidebar rant is it drives me completely bananas when I see companies that spend a lot of money and time and effort on their marketing, meaning not, not to say that all of these companies are like this, but the ones where a lot of people, if we just walked onto the streets of Toronto or whatever city or town you're in, and you're like, oh, do you recognize these supplements? Um, a lot of the companies that you might recognize don't provide COAs. And I know this because I constantly ask them Um, and they don't versus, you know, a lot of other companies that you would think are more small companies. They probably don't have the money spent to spend on all of the ads and everything else, but yet they're able to invest money into their COAs. So it's like, well, how much are these actually? And in the grand scheme of things, like, shouldn't you, if you're a huge company, maybe figuring out or, or supporting at least your products. Yeah. And this, I think goes back to what you were saying about, you know, picking a supplement on the basis of just cost Mm -hmm. in the case of B12, like you're taking the B12 because maybe your doctor told you your B12 is low. So you're taking the B12. And so you buy the $10 bottle and you're taking that for a month. And then like your B12 hasn't shifted much. So now you have to buy another bottle of that B12. And mm-hmm. then your doctor's like, well, maybe you should double dose it. And so then you're like taking double and now you're going to two bottles a month and your B12 is not really shifting that much. So now you're like spending, you know, mm-hmm. how much? $70, $80 potentially on B12 to get your B12 up when really mm-hmm. you could have taken that $80 and spent you know, whatever. I don't even know how much a good bottle of B12 costs, but what I mean to that say is like, definitely not that near 80. Yeah. I'm totally like tossing out <laughs> just random numbers. Right. To, but basically like you could spend a little bit more on that initial mm-hmm. bottle, get the results 
And then you're taking perhaps less and less as you go on, which actually turns out to be more co more cost effective than mm -hmm. picking the cheaper, potentially the cheaper route. Not to say that, a, yeah. but you were saying price-wise, like if you can find the three, four companies that have good quality B12, then you can go kind of on price. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually um, do a, a lecture about this whole conversation um, at least a few times a year and on this, on my PowerPoint, whatever the slides, I actually, without, you know, naming names, I literally pull labels um, from different companies and, and I compare them side by side. And I usually, depending on who I'm talking to, but it's mostly, you know, women in the fertility or pregnancy world. So I do a lot with prenatals. And um, I think at the end, like that last slide that actually compares costs, um, one, the one bottle is like, I don't know, 16, $17. The other bottle is $50. So there is a significant difference in those two companies that I happen to compare. But then when you actually break down the ingredients and how many are absorbable and all that stuff, I think I actually calculated it out. And the $17 bottle has 24 times less quantity wise, just strictly looking at the dosing. And then on top of that, it's like three quarters of their ingredients are not absorbable forms, like not the most absorbable form. So not only is it 24 times less, it's even more than that when you're talking about what's absorbable, what's not. Cause that was just strictly looking at how much of whatever ingredient, like all the vitamins, all the minerals are in it. Right. And then at that point, like you need to also figure out how to calculate the cost. It's not just cost of a bottle. It's cost per day that you want to be looking at. And cost per day isn't just looking at how many capsules are in it and then dividing it out. It's looking at the back of the bottle, knowing what the dosing is, knowing how many of these capsules you should be taking for you to then make that calculation of like, okay, it's going to cost me 20 cents a day, or it's going to cost me 50 cents a day um, between those two products. But the 50 cents a day is giving me more than 24 times the amount right? And it's actually the most absorbable. So that 20, 20 cents a day product um, is just like I say, expensive poop or pee, right? Like you're just peeing and pooping most of it out. So what's the point? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I want to chat a little bit about online shopping. Hmm. Um, because, well, I mean, we're in a pandemic, so, you know, there's certainly a group of people who are maybe not going out to shop, um, looking at labels and, and such things. Uh, so I'm curious about, you know, the concept of buying supplements online and, you know, sh what you should be considering and looking at, like, should you buy directly from the company themselves or like buying through third party distributors, um, you know, what, what should people consider when buying supplements online? So this question comes up a lot in practice with my patient base. Um, again, back to fertility, it's an expensive process from just the conventional medical side. If you had to do an IUI or particularly an IVF, it becomes really expensive. So it makes sense that patients are trying to figure out what's the most cost-effective use of their money when it comes to supplements. So 
I'm not going to name any big companies, but um, oftentimes they'll purchase online. They'll purchase from like whatever, again, Google, you can do a quick Google search and click on the little shopping tab and it'll tell you where it's the least expensive B12 or prenatal or whatever out there. So of course, most people would just pick that, but I, I warn my patients to just, you have to do your due diligence in vetting out which companies you're going to purchase from. This doesn't mean that you have to purchase from your naturopath. It doesn't mean that any of that, it just means like you need to make sure that wherever it is that you're purchasing your supplements from, they are for sure purchasing those products direct from the company. The reason I say this is because years ago, I had a patient come in with a prenatal from a really good company that I had, like I, whenever I give supplement recommendations, I usually give my patients five or six different ones to kind of go to the store, find whatever it is that they want or go like whatever on, on, online on the store in the store. Um, but these are the five different brands. So it was one of the brands that I had suggested. It's a great brand, very well-researched backed COAs, everything. And she came back in and she was very upset that I had suggested this company because she picked up the prenatal and she's like, there's no folate in here. Why would you suggest it? A, um, a prenatal that doesn't have a full like fully, which is probably like the most important ingredient in a prenatal. Um, and I was like, what are you, what, what are you talking about? Looked at the bottle. She's right. There was no folate on the label contacted the company. I said, and they were in the, in the process at that time of a rebranding. So their labels were different, like they were rebranding everything. So I was like, is it a print error? Like, well, what was going on? Um, contacted the company and they said, that's really weird. Can you send us a photo with, you know, just like a 360 view of the bottle? Um, and with the, obviously with the lot and expiry date in the photos, like, yeah, no problem. Sent it off to them. And they got back to me and they said, that's not ours. Um, you can see, we don't have a lot number. We don't have that lot number. And the crazy thing about it is she had purchased it on a very, very popular website. Um, and it like so many circumstances had to line up for us to have actually caught that. Right. So it was obviously a counterfeit product, but I had to have recommended that product to her. She happened to pick up that product from that company. She happened to be the type of person to actually read the label because not very many people actually will, they'll just pick it up and then you just take a prenatal. And then on top of that, whoever had like, I don't even know what the word is counterfeited. Like that's not even a word made the label had to have accidentally left folate off it. Cause if it wasn't folate and it was like, I don't know, chromium or boron, like anything else that really isn't that important when it comes to a prenatal, she would never have noticed. And she had to have been the type of patient to then come back in and tell me about it. Cause she could have just gone off and been like, my naturopath has no idea what she's talking about. Or she could have been the patient who just like, I don't want to, you know, be weird and awkward about it. I'm not going to bring it up. So, so many circumstances had to have happened and fall into place for us to actually have found that, that it's terrifying to me to think about all the situations that it wasn't caught. And for that reason, I'm very particular about where people go. I always tell my patients, you know, um, I give them a list of, of, 
I think it's it's like 10 or 12 different companies now. I'm sorry, my son is just having a bit, if you can hear that. Um, um, I always tell patients, I give patients 10 or 12 different um, supplement, online supplement companies to use. Those are exclusively tied to physical locations um, of any of the, we're in Toronto, we're in the GTA. So it's like a bit a, a bunch of the GTA kind of stores that have online stores as well, so that you actually have someone that's also accountable because some random online website that will just give you your money back. It's like, that's great. But like, how did that happen? Are you looking into it? <laughs> Can you prevent it from happening? And you really can't if they provide a lot of third-party sellers. Exactly. Yeah. So what you're saying is um, that you, if you're going to buy it, you buy supplements online, you want to maybe tie it to a comp, like a direct company that has, like, do they have to have a physical, like, is it better if they have like a physical location? Like it's a That's just what I do because then at least you can, you know, go in there and be like, where do you get this from? Yeah. (laughs) Talk to them. Right. Um, if they're, if they're ordering that much, you know, they do have to have it in stock on the shelves. I don't know that this is the best option, like the only option out there. It's really hard to figure it out if this company is just, you know, some warehouse distributing from all over the place, um, from third party right? Like you, you just don't know. The other thing is a lot of supplement companies. Now you can direct directly purchase from them on their websites. I've noticed that a lot more from a lot of, (laughs) a lot of companies. So if you're suspicious or, or nervous about purchasing from anywhere online, then just go onto their website and purchase directly from them. Cause then it's coming straight from their warehouse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or physical location, right? If you're out, um, you know, getting, getting those things. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I want to ask about, um, like Canadian U S you know, UK, because, you know, I, I, I mean, at some point in time, people are going to get back to more frequent travels and, and, you know, people are taking, um, various supplements that like, Oh shoot, I forgot this at home. I'm in somewhere else. Uh, is there anything in you know, particular that, uh, people should look out for or consider if they're, uh, purchasing, or maybe they see a supplement that is from the U S you know, or from somewhere else. Cause it's not available here in Canada. Like, is there anything that people should be considering when they are purchasing supplements from other places? Yeah. So, I mean, the biggest consideration is what we just talked about is, are you sure that product is actually from the company for sure, for sure. Um, The other thing to note is that Canada, the U S the UK, all over Europe, like everybody has their own regulations. Um, So even within Canada versus the U S when it comes to supplements, there are some supplement lines that cross the borders relatively easily as in they're regulated, well-regulated, like they pass regulations in both Canada and the U.S. So there are certain products that you can find up here and you can also find it in the U.S. But there's a whole ton of products that you cannot get up here that is available in the U.S. and vice versa. 
Um, so whenever my patients travel, what I actually tell them to do is, um, if they're traveling with a probiotic, you know, um, bring enough for your trip, bring a few extra days and just that way you don't have to worry about running down to the U S then asking like the process of receiving a COA can take a few days, but it can also take a few weeks right? It really depends on the company and how quickly they get back to you. I usually give companies like a week or two before I follow up. Um, so you being down there for a trip for a week and you're waiting for COA just to purchase a, a probiotic, it just doesn't really make any sense. So I tell patients to just bring what they have. I actually tell the random tip that I tell patients when they are traveling is if they have a full bottle of probiotic and they count out how many they actually need, and they only need, let's say half of it. I tell them to put half of it in a Ziploc bag, keep it at home, like obviously in a cupboard and whatever, and bring the other half in their actual bottle down to the U S so that at the end of their trip, they can just toss the bottles. Um, but that way you don't get stopped at the border with like a bags of random pills and they don't know what it is. Smart. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) But then you also still know what it is. Yes. Very good consideration. Um, excuse me, what kind of drugs are you taking? No, no, no. It's just my B12. I swear. (laughs) I know my mom actually did that once and they took it. They confiscated it. That's why I tell people she had a bunch of, she was so upset. She had a bunch of supplements that they just took everything. Yeah, I guess. Which makes sense. I mean, they don't know that she's not super sketchy and Right. Trafficking random drugs or something. So exactly. But but I always tell patients that just don't do that. Don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Awkward. Very, Mm -hmm. very awkward. And also potentially time consuming and very disruptive to your travel. Stressful. Yes. Imagine if you were like at a layover and you got some. No. That would stress it to yourself. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, you know, travel's stressful enough. And, so don't, yeah. don't give yourself an extra thing. Yeah. Uh, so I want to talk about, cause you know, clients may be hearing this and they're like, wow, like there are some things here that I had not considered. And we haven't even talked about, you know, dosing and, and, mm-hmm. and timing, like, <clears throat> you know, you read a label and it says like, take, you know, X amount of B12 pills every whatever it says on the mm-hmm. model. Like, is that always the case? Like, sh- does it, I mean, I'm going to safely assume it depends yes. on <laughs> dosing and how often, uh, but you know, the, the, the labels will say something general. Mm-hmm. What are they basing those general recommendations off of? Or, you know, because the bottle will say, you know, take two capsules every, you know, eight hours. I would hope that they're basing those recommendations, the dosing recommendations on what the research shows is the best dose. It's like you're, you're trying to find that happy medium of best dose for most effect, right? Like you don't want to be under like under dosing where you're not quite getting as good of an effect, but you don't want to be overdosing. And it's like, no matter how much more you're taking above this mark, it's not going to be beneficial, right? That's what I would hope that most supplement companies, if not all supplement companies are basing it on, but I don't know that for sure. 
that's mm-hmm. sort of what your naturopath will help you out with trying to figure out for you individually as well. You know, just because a dosage of, I don't know, a thousand milligrams of B12 is really good for your friend doesn't mean that a thousand milligrams of B12 is good for you. It might be too high. It might be too low. It depends. It depends is a very big answer that I give for a lot of things, unfortunately, but it's true. It does depend. Exactly. And, and uh, so this is why, you know, want to chat with like, you know, if you're going to, you know, I assume that it would be advisable if you are going to be taking eight to 10 different supplements that you think you need, you know, wouldn't it just be easier to see a naturopath to like, Mm-hmm. help you because because then at that point it's like okay I need a COA for all of these and like which brand like that's yeah. a lot of uh that's a, a that's, lot of work potentially a lot of work um mm-hmm. you know and you do this yeah um so back I don't even remember when I saw her I once had a patient walk into my office obviously prior to COVID because that was when I was in person appointments without even thinking and she came into my office and sat down for her her first appointment with me with two shopping bags full of supplements and she kind of plunked down with these two bags you know put her put a purse down I didn't really think anything of it I figured She probably was like a really good shopper. And when she decided to bring in her supplements, she emptied everything out. And there's probably double, quadruple, like whatever, however many doubles, multiples of specific, I don't know, fish oil or prenatals in there. And then we proceeded with the appointment and she, it was, she like filled my desk and every single bottle was something different. And as we were going through them and spent a huge chunk of time in that first, and if you've ever been to a naturopath, you know, that that first appointment isn't just like five minutes or 10 minutes. It's usually at least an hour, if not an hour and a half, like some patient is some, sometimes it's an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, but it's a good chunk of time. So we're talking like at least half an hour we spent going through each of these bottles, asking her, well, why are you taking it? What's this for? Like, where did you read this? All the questions. and by the end of her, she came in because she was trying to get pregnant. And by the end, so she was just anything and everything she read or heard about or saw online or whatever it is that claimed to be helpful for fertility. She was taking it. Um, and so by the end of her appointment, I actually streamlined her down which to, I think it was six or eight. Anyways, it was less than like way less than what she was on. And she almost had like an anxiety attack that I was taking these things away from her. But I explained to her, you know, this is your case. These are the supplements that are actually in the research to show that it's going to be beneficial for your case. Um, All of these other ones, yeah, they could help other people, but not for you. You know, she had PCOS and like, why are you taking this thing for endometriosis? Why are you taking this thing for um, like all these other conditions that also affect um, fertility, but you don't have it. So why are you taking it? Um, and she, she's like, okay. So she trusted me and we moved forward. And from then on, she's like, oh, wow, this is so much easier, right? Obviously it's so much easier to not have to coordinate bucket loads of supplements to like, I wouldn't even be able to eat food if I had to take that many pills in a day, let alone coordinate that throughout the day. That's like a full-time job. Is it 
possible? I mean, my instinctual answer to this is yes, but is it possible that like there could be adverse effects from like, or um, not adverse effects, but like, you know how they, you know, in medicine, it's like, don't mix these things because these two things together is not good. Is that, can that happen with supplements as well? Yeah, definitely. So whenever I make recommendations, supplement recommendations to my patients, I also do the extra step of making sure that whatever supplement it is that I recommend doesn't interact with the medications that the patient is potentially on the other supplements that that patient is potentially taking and whatever else I'm giving and also whatever medical conditions they might have that it's not negative on like, it's not going to be detrimental. It doesn't interact. There's no contraindications. There's none of that. Um, and then it's also trying to figure out, well, the dosing and what you pair things up with, because there's certain supplements that you want to take together that increase the absorption rates. Right. And then there's other supplements that you want to avoid taking together because they decrease the absorption rates. And that kind of applies with medications and all sorts of other stuff too. So you want to like, that's an extra step that you're going to have to look into when it comes to your supplements as well. And then I assume there's also like with and without food. Yes. Some are better absorbed with food. Some are better absorbed without food. It also some, some supplements, it depends what you're using it for, whether you take it with or without food, it makes a difference. That's a lot of things that, you know, That's a lot of things that most people would not necessarily think about, consider, know even what, you know, what to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it sounds like getting expert advice is probably going to save. Yes. Like you're going to spend money to talk to, uh, you know, somebody who is educated on this, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's probably going to save you money. Because mm-hmm. you're going to take it appropriately, which means it's going to be more effective, which means you're not going to have to keep purchasing the same product, trying to get an effect that may or may not be working. And then obviously these other considerations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. definitely. So I find that when patients first walk in through the door, or even when I'm doing my free like meet and greet, where it's just, you know, some patients just, they're hesitant to see a naturopath because they heard that, you know, I don't know, some coworker of theirs or friend of theirs saw a naturopath and this is all the things that happened. And they were put on, you know, all these different supplements. I always tell patients and potential patients that you know, the purpose of your supplements, if you are going to be put on supplements, isn't to take it forever and ever, right? The purpose of taking a supplement is to help you get over that hump of whatever it is that you're tackling. And eventually the end goal is for you to then come off it. There are exceptions as Canadians, vitamin D, like all of us need vitamin D without question. Um, It's just a matter of how much vitamin D, which is a different story for another day. Um, So there are some supplements that are, you know, very necessary, but in general, majority, overwhelming majority of supplements, you don't need to be on them forever, right? So you want to make sure that you speak to somebody. So it could be a naturopath. Some nutritionists are very well versed in supplements as well. You know, there are a functional medical doctor. There's, there's lots of different people where supplements is our thing. And so if you spent a little bit of money speaking to one of us, and by the way, most patients, if you have extended healthcare benefits, it's covered. 
um, if you speak to someone, they can help you cut through all of the the chatter, I guess, especially the online chatter. And they're able to tell you exactly, customize exactly a plan for you. Um, And you don't even have to think about it so much, right? Then you know that what you're taking is hopefully, probably the best bang for your buck. And hopefully it'll get you the most, um, it's, it's just the most efficient use of your time, energy, money, all of that. And even just thinking to myself, you know, from the perspective of, you know, clients seeking out naturopaths, you know, these might be even good questions to ask them. Like, do they, you know, how much do they know about the supplements that they're recommending? Do they check, you know, do they check or just even asking again, you know, if your naturopath is recommending a supplement, making sure you understand why you're taking it in your particular, you know, case, it, just so you, you know, cause some, obviously there's stories of, you know, people walking out with bags of supplements. And again, it's like making sure you understand why you're taking those mm-hmm. things and like what the plan is, how long, um, mm-hmm. so that you can kind of gain a sense of confidence in the person also that's recommending. Mm-hmm. For sure. So in case somebody is like, Ooh, I have a lot of supplements I'm taking that I'm not sure if I should be taking them. And maybe I should come and talk with, you know, Moira, where, where can people find you? Where can people follow you and, uh, you know, connect with you in case they're like, I'm going to need her help (laughs) figuring out what it is that I'm doing here. (laughs) Um, Probably the most common place I am on when it comes to social media is um, Instagram and my name, my handle, I guess. I don't even know. I'm handle um, is dr Moira Kwok ND. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. And then I also share with my patients, um, I create, I, I talk about supplements a lot in my practice. So I put together, um, I don't even remember how many pages it is. It's a PDF and it's, I call it a supplements guide, um, that I share with my patients with all my new patients. And then they can just kind of send it to their family because they always go back and talk to their family about it, but then sometimes they forget some details. So if they just share that PDF with their patients, uh, with their family, um, they get the gist of what we just spoke about. So if you wanted to, and then that way you don't have to listen back and take notes, you can just grab the PDF. It's, um, my website's moyerquoknd.com. And then it's just slash supplements guide. Um, but I'm sure I can give it to you and you can. We will have the link in the show notes Mm -hmm. with the link to the Instagrams, uh, (laughs) so that you can easily find the things in case you're driving and you're like, crap, what was the thing? Mm -hmm. Don't worry. It'll be in the description of the episode, all the contact details. All right. Amazing. Well, thank you for taking the time to give us some insight into your kind of methodology around looking at, um, you know, uh, quality supplements, because I know I've learned a lot, you know, even if I didn't catch all the things, it's like the main thing I caught was that you really need to take a look and, 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 you know, see what it is. And Google has some of the answers at minimum, you know, starting Mm -hmm. there. Uh, but then really trying to get some professional advice, um, 
so that everything's just nice and clear for you on what you need to do. So thank you. Okay, everybody. So be sure to subscribe to the podcast because every week we put out uh, different episodes talking about different health related things. And of course, this is a really great episode to share out because, you know, who's not taking some kind of a supplement, right? So sharing it out, because again, you know, having more information can be, you know, beneficial. So be sure to share out today's episode and we will connect with everybody on the next podcast. Take care. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Living a Better Life podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our show to stay up to date with our latest and greatest episodes. We would also love to hear your comments, suggestions, and reviews. Thanks again. Until the next episode. Bye for now.